Welcome to the Women with Fire podcast. I am Michelle Gifford. I am Sarah Allred. God is calling women around the world to stand up and make a difference. We call this your quest. God needs you. Learn from other women who are navigating their own quests. And through this podcast, light that fire as you embark upon your own. Let's do this. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Women With Fire podcast. You are with Michelle and Sarah. Happy Thursday. This is going to be a good one. But before we get started, I wanted to thank you guys for listening. And thank you so much for leaving reviews and ratings because it just means so much to us. And it helps us get seen. And if you love this and you are learning from me and Sarah, well, yay. And second, will you share this with a friend? Because we want we want to spread the word about your quest and getting it done. And we wanted to especially thank Emmy Moji. She wrote in That's on our- That's cute. It's the best. <laughs> One of the reasons I chose Emmy her. I love her. Moji. Oh, love. Okay, sorry. So sorry. She said, truly, Sarah and Michelle speak to my soul. As a mom and a business owner, I come running to this podcast weekly for inspiration and leave feeling so edified. I love their goodness, their honesty, and their insights. It's the masterclass I need each week to be a better person, mom, wife, and business owner. I wish now I'd been in band, Sarah. <laughs> oh, Emmy Moji. <laughs> we all wish we had been in band. It's true. The it's best. True. Thanks for all your work towards this podcast. It's helped me so much. Thank you, Emmy Moji. We love you. We love you. And one day you and Sarah can be in a band together. <laughs> that would be the best. The best. <laughs> it's so good. Well, today is the Thursday after general conference, um, the April 2019 session. And it was a good one, right? It, it was, good. was a good one. It was a good one for, for what we heard. <laughs> <laughs> this is a disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer. I've got five kids. Sarah has four kids and a husband who was gone all weekend. And so we have, I've started re-listening. I'm going to tell you that most of my study of general conference comes the week after, right? When it comes onto the app because kids hashtag mom life. <laughs> it's just how it goes. It's crazy. It was anyway, it was maybe the nuttiest, I don't know, general conference. It was crazy, but we have been, we've started studying the conference and studying some talks. And so this is actually not super planned and it's not super planned on purpose because Sarah and I want to ask each other some questions and we want to get each other's like honest, raw answers. Right. So we're just going to. This might have a different little bit of a vibe. Okay. Yeah. Because we don't have this little outline in front of us that we normally have. So. Yeah. So this is going to be so fun. Merry so Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Happy general conference. Okay, so I want to start asking the questions because I'm going to. Oh, great. <laughs> See, we're already off the plan. What? <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you first if you felt like there were any themes at conference, what do you feel like stood out with you? Oh man, I, that's a great question. And I, I think it's really awesome to see what kind of patterns that you see in any kind of a general conference. Cause that always to me triggers a little bit like, 
this must be a serious concern. <laughs> this must be a serious problem or if multiple people are talking about it. But there are two things specifically that I think were themes. And one of them is a little bit um, self-serving because we got loads of Instagram DMs during conference because they were talking about quests, right? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so thank you to the many, 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 many of you who sent pictures of your TV screens <laughs> while they were talking about quests. And I think what that triggered in my brain is that we are meant to do things. And wow, that sounds so boring, right? Or so basic, but we are meant to do great, fulfilling things. And they're all different. They are all different. And so that discovery to me, even though I have a huge testimony of quests, hello, we are constantly welcoming you to your quest. Welcome to your quests. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't lost it. You we got are it. <laughs> encouraging that. But I think it is because it is in the motion that we learn and grow and become close to the Savior is while we are in motion. And so I loved that they were encouraging people to discover and embark on incredible quests. So I thought that was one really, really great, great um, theme that was running through conference. The second one, probably because it's near and dear to my heart, is how are we treating each other? I, I just had many tender moments um, in many talks. There are, there's one by uh, Elder Suarez, the very opening speaker. He was Greg's mission president in Portugal. So I feel like we feel like we're like the fan family of Elder Suarez. We were so excited when he got called. And when he was just talking about um, they, they are not lost, those who have um, gone away or are distanced from deity, that they are not lost because the Lord knows where they are. And I have loved the focus of the conference on if there are those who have fallen away, the greatest thing that we can do as disciples of Jesus Christ is keep our own covenants and love them. And I didn't get this huge message of begging them to come back and sending missionaries to their door every two weeks and you know doing all these I wouldn't say brash things, but things that maybe you come to your, the forefront of your mind when you think of missionary work and trying to bring someone back to the fold, that really that those are the two powerful things, the covenant keeping and loving them. And man, I needed that reminder big time. So those are my two themes, quest. I love it. And those are good. Yeah. Good job, Sarah. Now I got to flip this on you a little bit. Bring it. Um, I think one of the talks that seemed to resonate within my own family, I knew I had missed something great because all of a sudden I get bombarded with texts at the end of Sister Eubanks' <laughs> talk, like, oh my word, that was a favorite and sending quotes. And I'm like, clearly I missed it because of the barf that I was cleaning up on the carpet. <laughs> I mean, here we go. <laughs> I missed it. Okay. But I have listened to it since. Why was Sister Eubanks' talk such a hit, particularly with it seemed with women, especially, because that's who was in my circle. Um, well, I think Sister Eubanks, ah, the reason why I think in general, she always commands, like, attention with her talks. She always does. I mean, like, her last one, last, last time she spoke, it was also a highlight. And there's something special about 
her when she stands and testifies, right? And so with her talk specifically this time, um, if you don't remember, it's fine. We had to go listen again. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. You're a good but if company. You don't remember, she started out by talking about looking out um, from her work window, from her office window, she can see the temple lights. And sometimes, um, and it goes on like clockwork because it is on a timer. But one day she looked out and the lights weren't there. And, um, she soon found out that they called the temple maintenance man and he had it up and going within minutes because so many people noticed. And, um, and the thing that stood out is when she brought it home at the end to me is when she was talking about how, um, how there are millions of lights on temple square, right? And maybe that one light doesn't make it, doesn't feel like it makes a difference, but she said in darkness, it does right? The heavens can see it. It shines brighter in darkness and the heavens pay attention and, and it attracts millions to temple square. And I just think about that because we were in a conference once, um, with Sherry do. And one of the quotes, I think she was quoting elder Irene, president Irene, if I remember right anyway, but she, she said, um, that the darkness is your opportunity. Yes. Right. Is that yeah, right? That's when we got the nudge. Yeah, we got <gasps> like that's mega. That's her next book, I hope. So I think we can get pretty caught up in the darkness of the world and think that what we do doesn't matter. And what we do does matter as long as it's it's pointing people to Christ, to the temple. And I think that's um tying into what you said about quests and what they were talking about is that our whole job is to figure out how to shine our light. That's our whole job. It doesn't matter how anyone else is doing it. It doesn't matter if the light bulb next to me is green and the next one's blue and I'm red. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it just matters. It just matters that I figure out how I can, sh I can be a light in the darkness for others. And what you do is awesome too. You know, we, we need us all. And that's kind of what she's saying is that if we are all standing there pointing people to Christ, that that's what matters. That's a goosebump moment for me, like relating that to us as women in, in honoring what our gifts and talents and quests are. Like, yeah, next time I'm at Temple Square, I'm going to look at that little teeny light and say, thank you for being green. And then look at the next one. Thank you for blinking. And oh, you know me. yes, I'm going to get down and close to those sweet little lights and all they're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's so good. I think that this, um, this conference was really interesting because I'm going to just say this. Okay. This is off the cuff. We're doing this, but I think it was interesting because and my dad texted me this, that there was so many rumors, right? That stuff was going to go down at conference, like changes and that kind of stuff. And I have my, many opinions about this. Oh, ooh, I want to hear him. Can I, I'm going to, I'm going to tell him what my dad said. And then my dad just said like, um, bravo brethren. <laughs> You got, you let us be all caught up in the hype, but you brought it back to Christ. And that's what this is all about. It does not matter what the changes are. You know, it's fun to talk about, but the brethren, it was very basic doctrine, very basic. This whole conference was like very Christ focused and, um, really in depth in a lot of things. I thought president Nelson's talk was very interesting. And, but the reality is, is 
that that's what the church is about is Christ. It's not about the changes. It's not about the rumors or whatever. So um, anyway, what's your opinion, Sarah? I, I love what your dad said. I, I love it. And I echo that. And in my family, we, we call it the Mormon rumor mill and we call it the Mormon rumor mill because it has nothing to do with the church of <laughs> Jesus Christ rumor mill. Right. And I will put in a little plug here and I want every listener to just take it with a grain of salt. Okay. I think rumors are hysterical and I read them and I share them and I discuss with my husband and he's like, I roll. <laughs> Sweet Greg. Um, but one of the things to be just slightly cautious about, okay, a little word of caution about rumors is we don't know where all of us stand spiritually. Okay. And I remember being in a Facebook group a couple days before conference where someone posted a list that was being circulated from a not very Mormon friendly podcaster um, of the changes he predicted would be made. And there were 28. 28 changes. Okay. And out of total curiosity, what was I thinking? I read through the list because I was super curious. And the thing that is a little bit nerve wracking is it can often point out things that maybe you didn't realize were an issue with you, that all of a sudden it sparks something and your energy and time and worry is going to be sucked into something that it wouldn't have in the first place. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I mean that just in total honesty and love and all those things because we have a ton of fun predicting things as well. But it can it can push us in directions, I think, that leave us from the focus of what kind of nourishment we're really going to receive. Now, on the other side of that, if you left conference feeling like other than seven temples being announced, there were no major announcements, you missed the mark. You missed it. And do you know whose talk you missed? You missed Elder Bednar's talk. Because Elder Bednar's talk, in my opinion, was a landmark change in our culture. If you, don't, if you didn't get a chance to listen to Bednar's talk, Bednar's talk was all about how we prepare our kids for temple worship. Oh, it was good. Did you just remember? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. I was like, you're going to have to refresh me. <laughs> this Very is good. Good. <laughs> Yep. We're, we're being raw here. Okay. This is the real deal. And I, he called it out. He said, we are nervous to talk about sacred things. And of course, I'm not exactly quoting. You need to go to the real talk and hear it straight from um, the apostle's mouth. But he basically said, we are very hesitant to teach certain things because we are unsure what we can say. Um, because of the sacredness of the temple. And he gave a, the reason, a, a quote from Ezra Taft Benson, on why we're nervous to talk about the sacred things that happen inside the temple. Um, but he laid it out very clearly, very clearly, that we, it is on us as parents to prepare our kids for the temple. It is not on temple prep. It's not their job. It's not Elder Bednar's job. It's not the latest book at Desert Book. It's not. It is you as the parent's job to be able to talk about the temple. Now, I feel like my experience preparing for the temple was rare because I sat with a bishop. I was preparing for a mission and therefore preparing for my endowment. And my bishop, while not revealing anything of the sacred nature of instruction um, and other things that we receive in the temple, he was very, very blunt with me regarding what I would see inside the temple. 
the actions that would take place. And he used words like anointing and prayer and the true order of prayer. Like these are things he said and prepared me for. And here are things to think about when this is going on. And what Elder Bednar was confirming was that there are actually very few things we can't talk about in preparation for the temple. And he says specifically what those things are. So read that talk. But second, he introduced the new website, temples.churchofjesuschrist.org, I believe is the website, where you can go to and it shows the temple clothing and it talks about temple garments. And guess what? This is major. There's a section that talks about the covenants that you will make in the temple. What is the law of sacrifice? What is the law of consecration? What is the law of chastity? It says it there. It references the scriptures. Here's how to read more. Why are covenants important, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I've, clearly I'm passionate about this because I feel like, gosh, this is a way that we can really get those amazing seekers, those amazing millennials that we have talked about. We can get them prepared, excited, and totally valiant in their commitment to the temple by being able to prepare them in the in God's higher way. And that is this way that Elder Bednar announced. And I say announced because I do think it was a shift. I think it was a mega shift. So all opinions aside, Elder Bednar. <laughs> it was good. No, that was a good one. I was looking at the talk while you were talking. Um, and he, and President Howard W. Hunter counseled, let us share with our children the spiritual feelings we have in the temple. And let us teach them more earnestly and more comfortably the things we can appropriately say about the purposes of the house of the Lord. And the reality is, is just like the world is going to try and make it harder for our children to get to the temple, right? Like that's, that's all because the temple is where we need to be. It's our goal. Um, and I don't know, President Nelson's talk was pretty much like time running out. Like we have got to figure this out. Right. And whether if you don't have a temple recommend right now, it's time. It totally is time to figure this out. And if, and if there are things about the temple that you're not sure about, now's the time to get a testimony. It's time. And I love this because, um, when I went to the temple for the first time, um, I didn't get sat down, but I, my sister just said the first time, don't worry about anything. Just remember how you feel. And I remember the feeling. I remember the feeling there. And I, the reason why I love this new council is because that's what I want to talk about to my kids, right? I want to talk about how I went to the temple with a question and I came home with an answer. I, I went to the temple feeling overburdened and I came home feeling peace and re-energized. Re and this doesn't, this hasn't been talked about a lot. <laughs> And it's kind of giving us the opportunity and it's more, just more of a, another way, because in here it says that the primary temple preparation should be done in the home and the secondary preparation, which is temple prep is important, but it's the shift. It's the shift. It's on us to do the preparation, which is awesome. It's a little scary, but it's, <laughs> it's going to be great. Sure. <laughs> it's the higher way. I mean, it literally feels like, you know, the law of Moses was abolished when the savior came. And it's almost like this is like a similar shift. It is the higher way. It is the higher way to prepare for the temple. It's, it is so true. I just love it. I just think it's the greatest. So go Bednar. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good one. 
So um, what other questions? What do you think? Okay. So I, I want to share one symbolic thing that I felt happened. And you already quoted President Nelson saying this. So everybody remembers when President Nelson looked straight into the camera and said, time is running out. Right? I mean, yeah, I, was, I heard it. <laughs> yeah, miraculously, we both heard it amidst nine children. <laughs> we both heard it. And while, while I do think very much so that the Savior's second coming is, is close, that those things are being prepared for, I also, it spoke to me as a mother in the sense that the time to teach your children about faith and foundation is running out. And as I looked around and I look at my nine-year-old who is po quite possibly leaving the house in another nine years, like this is, I've already had half the time that I'm going to be given with her in my home. Like that kind of stuff weirds me out more than anything. <laughs> and so hearing that quote, again, I know it's related to the second coming of the Savior, but what about the time that is running out to teach your kids these things? So get well, on it, people. Woo! I think, no, I think that's more, I mean, anyway, I think that's what it is. It, I mean, this is our life. This is the time to prepare to meet God, right? This is our time. And so um, whether that's preparation about, you know, the second coming, it really doesn't matter, right? We're all preparing. <laughs> so I, I love that. I, that's a chill moment for me where, because it's super true. I have a deacon. What is happening? What is house? happening? <laughs> we were like babies when we met, you know, know. It felt like it's like, we got little toddlers. This is fun. <laughs> and now I'm like, he's passing oh the sacrament. <laughs> what? Well, tell me this. Um, there is no, I mean, we hopefully we have established that we like to be very real and honest here on this podcast. And this is especially raw with our lack of preparation here. Um, but president Nelson's talk, um, was humbling and quite and very serious in what he was declaring. And I thought it was amazing that considering we just did our bold declarations Thursday podcast the week before, like, holy smokes, we didn't realize how bold he was going to be here. So what, what is your thought? He, he basically laid down the doctrine that we believe that temple ordinances are saving ordinances and that if family members are not making and keeping covenants, that they're that that they will be separated in second place um, in the journey ahead. I mean, pretty bold, right? It was bold. <laughs> it was it was serious. It was heavy. Yes. So I want to know what your takeaway from that was. Um, well, I think the takeaway is that, I mean, it goes along with um, Elder Bednar's and the light and um, who was right for Sister Eubanks. Um, it was so good too. Oh, um, President, Ren I mean, Elder Renland. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, cause he talks about the, the potential energy that yes. that fire, like the firewood had, but until you strike the match, then it's not released. I love, love that. So um, I guess when I was listening to President Nelson, I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is happening. And um, I guess the big part for me is that it's 
it's like time is running out and for it, it again brings a lot more importance to me what i'm teaching my kids the example i am am i really what happened for me is i got like am i ministering the right way cuz i a lot of the people who i minister to and some of my dear friends that like not necessarily on my list they're they're not coming to church all the time you know and they are my dear friends and am i stepping up and being bold and even bold in my prayers. Like that's actually, that was my spiritual prompting is that I need to be bold in asking my heavenly father, how I can reach these people who are in my care, who are assigned to me, whether officially or not, but that I feel so much love for. And am I, am I keeping my covenants well enough? Am I loving them the right way? Like you said at the very beginning. And so our, am I doing the right things to help these people come back to make them, to point them to the temple? Um, because I mean, it's easy for me, you know, it's easy to be like, well, yeah, you guys got to get to the temple, you know, but that's not the point. <laughs> it's so, so that was actually my specific prompting for me is I just need to make sure that I am being the best light that I can and being bold. And I'm, and asking heavenly father, how to, how, if there's a way that I can get them, help them get there. Awesome. I don't know. That's <laughs> a lot. It is a lot. And I, I think when you sit there, I have listened to it. I just barely listened to it again to pseudo prep for our discussion tonight. And while the topic is incredibly heavy, there are two things that I walked away with. The first is it's super easy to be friends with someone who's never going to be totally honest with you all the time. <laughs> Okay, just go with me for this. I'm, 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 I'm following. I'm following it. <laughs> that it's really, really easy to, you know, Michelle and I. We've been friends for a forever long time, um, but if we were not able to have hard discussions and be honest with each other and declare truth to one another, mm -hmm. this would be a super surfacey. I wouldn't necessarily trust you super deeply, et cetera, et cetera. And mm -hmm. so I walked away with deep respect for President Nelson for giving what I would imagine is a fairly unpopular topic. He, he brought it into the light. He did. He said it as the prophet of our of our little dis, of our dispensation here. He said it. He said it from the pulpit boldly, and I guess what that brought down to me is I sat down and thought about that. This hits very close to home for me. This topic of families being split apart um, based on covenant keeping, and I had to sit there and say, "Okay, do we believe this?" Do we really believe that these are saving ordinances? Is all this rah-rah about getting our kids to the temple and, and getting married in the temple and regular is, do we believe this? And the takeaway for me is I cannot deny the sacred experiences that I have had here and connected with the other side of the veil within those walls. And second, I cannot express the safety, assurance, and joy that those covenants have brought to my home. I have also witnessed the pain and discouragement and absolute horror that can creep in to families' lives and marriages and individual lives when covenants are broken. 
So those are things I can't deny. And I guess what I had to say is I trust President Nelson more for tackling something unpopular. Second, yes, we believe this as the Church of Jesus Christ. We believe this. And third, coupling with what you just said, how can I how can I bring these blessings more deeply into my circle of influence? Because we believe it. Because if we don't, what is the point? Eat, drink, and be merry, right? Well, right. And the, um, I mean, God, I was just listening to President Uchtdorf's talk from like 2008 or something. It's the one you about- behind. I'm just starting. <laughs> I'm trying to catch up. <laughs> oh, I'm it's just fun. kidding. I'd give everybody a, light, a, a little light. <laughs> I'll get there. It doesn't matter where you are as long as you're on the path. Um, <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's true. It's really true. But this is his one about creativity, and he's like, God is the happiest being, right? And one of and I just think about that, that our covenants are not there to restrict us. They protect us from so many things, so much hurt and so much pain. And I mean, that does not mean that, you know, someone with us can't break those covenants, but our covenants with God are sure. And because of that, we fall under his protection. So this is good. It got, this was a very up and down podcast. We got real low. We got real deep. <laughs> deep into it. Then we got back up. So you're welcome. <laughs> it's, real it is. It is the real deal. And I love that you, your takeaway, like you're the thing you're going to rock and roll on. And we're going to stay accountable to this is you're going to be super bold in your prayers, right? I am. That's happening. It's happening. I love that. And I'll circle back to sister Eubanks talk. She talked about, um, one of the ways that we can really, really bolster our connection to Christ, which I thought was really fascinating. You know how she talked about, um, how the guy that is in charge of the maintenance for the Salt Lake temple was called. And they did three things. They showed up in person, they recharged their spiritual batteries, and then they repaired what went wrong. Okay. Um, I am of the notion that I am missing out on showing up in person in order to help bolster myself and in order to also love and cheer on others. Now, I live across the country from my family, not for long, but I do currently. And I just think technology has made it for. It made it able, more able for us to be able to be there more in person with each other and to take a personal accounting of what that really means for you to show up in person for other people. That is my goal is to be someone that shows up for people, whether it's virtually through my awesome FaceTime or whether it is my neighbors um, here in the South. I'm going to be somebody that, that shows up in person. It's going to happen. I love it. I love it. Sister Eubanks is. I just looked over her talk just now and I, I think really one of the reasons why it's so people loved it too. I know I already answered this question, but it spoke directly to so many different people, people who are going through grief, people who are just tired. Raise your hand. Sarah, do you feel tired? <laughs> <laughs> um, people who don't fit the, the mold, people with questions, people who don't feel good enough. And I mean, I think she just covers all the bases and is speaking directly to us. And um, I think that there's a lot of empathy in her words and sympathy and also a lot of hope. And we want to be like that. We sure want to 
we sure want to give you hope and and um, cheer you on. We sure love you, and we just are, feel so blessed that you're with us every week and listening to our podcast. We love you. You are so right. We really want to be part of the cheerleading squad that is helping you become who you want to be while we work to become who we want to be. We feel so close to you as sisters in the gospel and of as people who are just darn doing their best. Like we are just doing our best and striving to progress and striving to be better. So thank you so much for joining us on this super raw post National Cinnamon Roll Day. Oh wait, General Conference episode. <laughs> <laughs> I swear my Insta feed on General Conference. It's all cinnamon rolls. Okay, moving on. We're so glad you joined us. Um, keep digging into those words. We're excited to hear your your insights and we'll catch you next week on the Women with Fire podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to the Women with Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women with Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at The Women with Fire or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women with Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.
Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Women With Fire podcast. You are with Michelle and... This is going to be a good one, but before we get started, I wanted to thank you guys for listening and thank you so much for leaving reviews and ratings because it just means so much to us and it helps us get seen. And if you love this and you are learning from me and Sarah, well, yay. And second, will you share this with a friend because we want... We want to spread the word about your quest and getting it done. And we wanted to especially thank Emmy Moji. She wrote in on our written. It's the best. <laughs> One of the reasons I chose her. I love her. <laughs> she said, truly, Sarah and Michelle speak to my soul. As a mom and a business owner, I come running to this podcast weekly for inspiration and leave feeling so edified. I love their goodness, their honesty, and their insights. It's the masterclass I need each week to be a better person, mom, wife, and business owner. I wish now I'd been in band, Sarah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Thanks for all your work towards this podcast. It's helped me so much. Thank you, Emmy We love you. We love you. And... One day, you and Sarah can be in a band together. <laughs> it's so good. Well, today is the Thursday after general conference, um, the April, 2019 session. And it was a good one, right? It was good for what we heard. <laughs> we have to be very honest. This is the disclaimer. I've got five kids. Sarah has four kids and a husband who was gone all weekend. And so we have, I've started re-listening. I'm going to tell you that most of my study of general conference comes the week after, right? When it comes onto the app because kids hashtag mom life. <laughs> it's just how it goes. It's crazy. It was anyway, it was maybe the nuttiest, I don't know, general conference. It was crazy, but we have been, we've started studying the conference and studying some talks. And so this is actually not super planned and it's not super planned on purpose because Sarah and I want to ask each other some questions and we want to get each other's like honest, raw answers. So we're just going to, yeah. Yeah. So this is going to be funny. Happy general conference. Okay. So I want to start asking the questions because I'm going to. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you first, if you felt like there were any themes at conference, what do you feel like stood out with you?
It's true. <laughs> Welcome to your quest. <laughs> Still got it. I love it. Those are good. Good job, Sarah. Bring it. Um, well, I think Sister Eubanks, ah, the reason why I think in general, she always commands like attention with her talks. She always does. I mean, like her last one, last, last time she spoke, it was also a highlight and there's something special about her when she stands and testifies. Right. And so with her talk specifically this time, um, if you don't remember, it's fine. We had to go listen again. <laughs> but if you don't remember, she started out by talking about looking out um, from her work window, from her office window, she can see the temple lights. 
And sometimes, um, and it goes on like clockwork because it is on a timer. But one day she looked out and the lights weren't there. And, um, she soon found out that they called the temple maintenance man and he had it up and going within minutes because so many people noticed. And, um, and the thing that stood out is when she brought it home at the end to me is when she was talking about how, um, how there are millions of lights on temple square, right? And maybe that one light doesn't make it, doesn't feel like it makes a difference, but she said in darkness, it does right? The heavens can see it. It shines brighter in darkness and the heavens pay attention and, and it attracts millions to temple square. And I just think about that because we were in a conference once, um, with Sherry do. And one of the quotes, I think she was quoting elder Irene, president Irene, if I remember right anyway, but she, she said, um, that the darkness is your opportunity because we, right? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, we got, you have to, I don't do you watch, come here, come here, we go in the kitchen and watch PBS and watch PBS kids by Lark. Yeah. You have to do it in the kitchen though. No, we need popcorn. Um, do it away. You can't use a popsicle. You're done with popsicles. You go by luck. I think that we can get pretty caught up in the darkness of the world and think that there's too much of it and that we don't matter. But for this talk, what what I thought mattered is kind of what you're saying. It's okay. Watch with her, please. No. Please watch with her. Please watch with her. Watch with her. <laughs> I am trying to record and I can't with you here. Yes. Please just go watch with her. Five, four, three, two, one. Go, or I'll just turn it off. My phone. Okay, then just go color, dear. I'm going to be done in just like 10 minutes if you can just go. Pleading, begging, does that help? Um, <laughs> so I think we can get pretty caught up in the darkness of the world and think that what we do doesn't matter. And what we do does matter as long as it's, it's pointing people to Christ, to the temple. And I think that's um, tying into what you said about quests and what they were talking about is that our whole job is to figure out how to shine our light. That's our whole job. It doesn't matter how anyone else is doing it. It doesn't matter if the light bulb next to me is green and the next one's blue and I'm red. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it just matters. It just matters that I figure out how I can, sh I can be a light in the darkness for others. And what you do is awesome too. You know, we, we need us all. And that's kind of what she's saying is that if we are all standing there pointing people to Christ, that that's what matters.
Yeah, it's good. It's so good. I think that this, um, this conference was really interesting because I'm going to just say this. Okay. This is off the cuff. We're doing this, but I think it was interesting because and my dad texted me this, that there were so many rumors, right? That stuff was going to go down at conference, like changes and that kind of stuff. And my, oh, Ooh, I want to hear him. Can I, I'm going to, I'm going to tell him what my dad said. And then my dad just said like, um, bravo brethren, <laughs> you got, you let us be all caught up in the hype, but you brought it back to Christ. And that's what this is all about. It does not matter what the changes are. You know, it's fun to talk about, but the brethren, it was very basic doctrine, very basic. This whole conference was like very Christ focused and um really in depth in a lot of things i thought president nelson's talk was very interesting and but the reality is is that that's what the church is about is christ it's not about the changes it's not about the rumors or whatever so um anyway what's your opinion sarah Yeah. Oh, it was good. Yeah. Yes. I was like, you're going to have to refresh me. Very good. <laughs>
It was good. No, that was a good one. I was looking up the talk while you're talking. Um, and he, and president Howard W. Hunter counseled, let us share with our children, the spiritual feelings we have in the temple and let us teach them more earnestly and more comfortably the things we can appropriately say about the purposes of the house of the Lord. And the reality is, is just like the world is going to try and make it harder for our children to get to the temple, right? Like that's, that's all because the temple is where we need to be. It's our goal. Um, and I don't know, President Nelson's talk was pretty much like time running out. Like we have got to figure this out, right? And whether if you don't have a temple recommend right now, it's time. It totally is time to figure this out. And if and if there are things about the temple that you're not sure about, now's the time to get a testimony. It's time. And I love this because um, when I went to the temple for the first time, um, I didn't get sat down, but I, my sister just said the first time, don't worry about anything. Mm -hmm. Just remember how you feel. And I remember the feeling. I remember the feeling there. And I, the reason why I love this new council is because that's what I want to talk about to my kids, right? I want to talk about how I went to the temple with a question and I came home with an answer. I, I went to the temple feeling over burdened and I came home feeling peace and re-energized. Re and this doesn't, this hasn't been talked about a lot <laughs> and it's kind of giving us the opportunity and it's more, just more of a, another way, because in here it says that the primary temple preparation should be done in the home and the secondary preparation, which is temple prep is important, but it's the shift. It's the shift. It's on us to do the preparation, which is awesome. It's a little scary, but it's <laughs> going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a good one. So, um, what other questions? What do you think? Do you think any questions? <laughs> yeah, I was I heard it. <laughs> <laughs>
I think, no, I think that's more, I mean, anyway, I think that's what it is. It, I mean, this is our life. This is the time to prepare to meet God, right? This is our time. And so, um, whether that's preparation about, you know, the second coming, it really doesn't matter, right? We're all preparing. <laughs> to, so I, I love that. I, that's a chill moment for me where, because it's super true. I have a deacon. What is happening in my house? <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my It was bold. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think the takeaway is that, I mean, it goes along with um, Elder Bednar's and the light and um, who was right before Sister Eubanks. Um, it was so good too. Oh, um, President Red, I mean, Elder Renland, and it, you know, because he talks about the the potential energy that that fire, like the firewood had, but until you strike the match, then it's not released. I love, love that. So um, I guess when I was listening to President Nelson, I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is happening. And um, I guess the big part for me is that it's, it's like time is running out and for it, it again brings a lot more importance to me, what I'm teaching my kids, the example I am, am I really, what happened for me is I got like, am I ministering the right way? Cause I, a lot of the people who I minister to and some of my dear friends that like not necessarily on my list, they're, they're not coming to church all the time, you know, and they are my dear friends. And Am I stepping up and being bold and even bold in my prayers? Like that's actually, that was my spiritual prompting is that I need to be bold and asking my heavenly father, how I can reach these people who are in my care, who are assigned to me, whether officially or not, but that I feel so much love for. And am I, am I keeping my covenants well enough? Am I loving them the right way? like you said at the very beginning. And so are, am I doing the right things to help these people come back to make them, to point them to the temple? Um, because I mean, it's easy for me, you know, it's easy to be like, well, yeah, you guys got to get to the temple, you know, but that's not the point. 
<laughs> so, so that was actually my specific prompting for me is I just need to make sure that I am being the best light that I can and being bold and I'm, and asking heavenly father, how to, how, if there's a way that I can get them, help them get there. I don't know. That's <laughs> a lot. I'm, I'm I'm following. I'm following you. Well, right. And the, um, I mean, God, I was just listening to president Uchtdorf's talk from like 2008 or something. It's the one about, I'm just starting. I'm trying to catch up. <laughs> oh, <it's the> one. <laughs> I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> I'll get there. doesn't matter where you are as long as you're on the path. Um, <laughs> It's really true. But this is his one about creativity. And he's like, God is the happiest being, right? And one of, and I just think about that, that our covenants are not there to restrict us. 
they protect us from so many things, so much hurt and so much pain. And I mean, that does not mean that, you know, someone with us can't break those covenants, but our covenants with God are sure. And because of that, we fall under his protection. And so the temple isn't just something, isn't just like an arbitrary goal that we want to get there, but it's, it's the, um, what does it say in the temple? The houses, <laughs> the stakes inside, <laughs> the pavilion, the pavilion. <laughs> a pavilion from the, you're right. The storms are coming, but it's a pavilion, a pavilion that, um, that protects us and shades us anyway. So this is good. It got, this was a very up and down podcast. We got real low. We got real deep, deep into it. Then we got back up. So you're welcome. <laughs> this, is, this is real low. <laughs> I am. It's happening. I love it. I love it. Sister Eubanks is, I just looked over her talk just now. And I, I think really one of the reasons why it's so people loved it too. I know I already answered this question, but it spoke directly to so many different people, people who are going through grief, people who are just tired. Raise your hand. Sarah, do you feel tired? <laughs> um, people who don't fit the, the mold, people with questions people who don't feel good enough. And I mean, I think she just covers all the bases and is speaking directly to us. And um, I think that there's a lot of empathy in her words and sympathy and also a lot of hope. And we want to be like that. We sure want to, we sure want to give you hope and, and um, cheer you on. We sure love you. And we just are, feel so blessed that you're with us every week and listening to our podcast. We love you. Do you want me to end it? I don't know. There's a question mark. <laughs> Sarah. You, 